You're going to get into, out the game what you put into it, Shelley. Mm-hmm. And I put everything into it I could and still do for the people and for the people that I was playing for and the people that I was manager for. I didn't cheat them out of anything. So I put all my heart and soul to the extent that my family suffered. Do you yeah. regret that at all? Oh, yeah, I regret, oh, I regret it very much, yeah. Somebody said the football's a matter of life and death to you. I said, listen, it's more important than that. You are listening to Man Marking, the podcast that uses football as a vehicle to encourage men to become more comfortable talking about their mental health. Hello and welcome to the Friday Football Show. Today is Friday the 10th of December. My name's Dan Reed, and today I'm turning to my plan B as I'm joined by Ant and Ryan. Fellas, how are we? Uh, yeah, very topical intro, that, mate. Well Cheers, done. mate. Yeah, but gone political. Good, good to see you're on the ball. Well, that's it, isn't it, mate? Unlike... I was going to go with something like, you know, uh, there, there's a recording going on tonight and it's socially distanced, but it's not actually happening. And if it is, why isn't it happening? <laughs> something along those lines. Uh, pass that cheese and wine. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm not so bad, mate. I'm not so bad. Uh, wet. I was wet. Coming in. Oh, it's been very, very bad this week, hasn't it? I know it's an incredibly British trope to go straight for the weather, but I feel like it needs commenting on just how shit it is at the moment. It's just not been dry for about a week. I went to the races last week. Oh, my God. I've never seen rain like it <laughs> in my life. I've never I tried to get the train home. And it was so wet. Weirdly, though, I... Um, Just got a boat at the yeah, ferry instead. Might as well have done that. I, weirdly, Ben Garrity's dad was stood behind me trying to get the same train. Huh? And then I told him his uh, son's team were losing 1-0. One, <laughs> one and I was like... How did you know it was Ben Garrity's dad? Because he said, my lad plays for Port Vale. And I heard him and went, who's, 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 your, who's your lad? And he goes, Ben Garrity. I went, oh, yeah, he's quite good, him. He scored two last night. Yeah. He is quite good as well. Yeah. I'd have him. I'd have him at Tramiel. Like. He was quite good the... Um, anyway. He was at Warrington Town, wasn't he? Another one we missed out on. He's quite mind. the uh, the philanthropist, you know. Always giving money to charity. Anyway. Should we move on with the show? Uh, we're going to get on to some football, dear listener, don't you worry. And to get us started, we're going to go to our usual place. And I'm going to ask the lads for one thing they've enjoyed this week from the world of football and one thing they haven't enjoyed. Ryan, I'm going to come to you first. What have you enjoyed What haven't you enjoyed this um, week? I watched uh, a a bit of an interview this week with Andrew Devine's parents on BBC Breakfast. Um, he was the 97th Hillsborough victim and he's been posthumously awarded the freedom of the city. Okay. And they were talking about kind of Liverpool's role in, in his life uh, since the incident. And they told a story about Emlyn Hughes who used to come through the back door of the hospital and offer to do the laundry. Uh, because they were stood by his bedside for that long. They didn't have changes of clothes and stuff mm. like that. And he was a Liverpool captain at the time, very popular fellow. He had to come through the back of the hospital because of obviously the publicity he would have got. Yeah. And genuinely took a concern in his life and was like running errands for them on the side. But I never told anybody, never wanted people to know, didn't do it. Obviously, long before social media where people could take advantage of it. Said Craig Johnson did the same as well. And then it was just a really nice sort of Mm. it's such a tragic story it was so nice to hear his parents talk about how he still enjoyed football as he grew older and when Liverpool won the Champions League the actual bus went past his house they stopped and James Milner presented the trophy over the side and and showed it to him 
um, which they didn't even know was going to happen. Yeah. And it was just it was just really nice because obviously when we hear the dark side of that, and it, it I think Liverpool have done very well with how they've approached the victims of it since to this day with support. And I just thought that was a great, well, great interview by BBC because it's kind of one of them stories that might have never been told. Yeah, yeah. His parents are quite old now as well. Um, mm. I don't think they've done much publicity about it really. So um, nice that he was. Re- um, the family were rewarded by the city, um, and nice that that story came out of it. I thought. Yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed that. That is that is a really really nice story. I'd say. Um, Craig Johnston was the Aussie guy. Wasn't yeah, he? he was a. He was very was he very cannon, he? influential in making the Predators, Adidas Predator. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think As he it was. Because yeah. he noticed that the the ball when it was wet, you wouldn't get much control. So he decided to put sli- like you know the slices, the Predator yeah. slices mm-hmm. in the boot. He decided to do that, and that's where it came from. All right. Yeah. Here you go. Thank you very much. It's very interesting, now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's coming up to Christmas, which is the perfect time for sort of pointless trivia. That it's uh, brought yeah, out and, around and, the table. And, and predator football boots, if you know, Adidas true, are listening. True, yeah. You know, we'd happily take. Th- I mean, we could all wear predator football boots while we recorded and tap our feet on the floor. Like that noise that football boots make and be like, get your predator boots this year. Just shouting, come on, lads, we'll win this. Yeah, these don't want it. Shit, these. But that that was a very, very nice. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really nice, yeah. Yeah. And what didn't you enjoy this week, Ryan? Um, I'm, I'm I'm gonna say nothing. I'm gonna be positive. Oh, big positive energy. Just gonna be positive. Just gonna Needs comment. To be positive. Comment on your negative stories. Mm, good. Oh right. Like if you've okay. got any. There. <laughs> feeling really under pressure now. And I'm gonna come to you. Uh, okay. I. <laughs> I've got two negatives. You bastard. <laughs> I've hated everything this week. Uh, no, I, I really like because we were talking about women's football last week, weren't we? We were. Um, Sam Kerr's chip was phenomenal. Yeah, it was nice, wasn't it? Phenomenal, just brilliant. Is... Uh, with brilliant scenes with you know pretty much like, a very very well attended FA Cup final. It was a very good game as well, and that goal was just filthy. There was um, there was a really good bit in that uh, in in after the game. Obviously, Chelsea won three 0 and uh, Sam Kerr, the aforementioned Sam Kerr, mm. was getting uh, right into the champers. She looked like she oh. was up <laughs> for a night out, and uh, and rightly so. She's she's you know arguably one of the best players in the world, isn't she? Right now, she's and, got one uh, of the best goals. Yeah, well. an amazing goal. Um, and they asked uh, whoever it was who was doing the the coverage on BBC was talking to Emma Hayes, and they said, you know, you've got a game a game on Wednesday. They're playing in Champions League. They played in Champions League this week, didn't they? So you know. How much partying are you going to allow them to do? He was like, none. They're on the bus. They're back home. They know what's happening. And then we're back in training again tomorrow. And the, the reporter was like, you might want to tell Sam Kerr that because she's, she's game for it this evening. Like, and I always think that. I always think, like, that must be so rubbish. I mean, like, we won. The, I know it was like, it was last year's FA Cup, wasn't it? So yeah. it was completing last year's treble. I was thinking that must be so shit and being like, yeah, we won. Sit down. It's <laughs> so like Wigan won it, didn't he? And then got relegated on a Wednesday. Yeah, I know. We're at Arsenal. Yeah. But I suppose that's different in a way because you just like, it's Wigan winning it, so it's just mad. But you know yeah. those things. But I suppose if you're... an uh, It's a an, huge uh, calm down though, that. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, yeah, aww. I think they kind of knew they were going down though, didn't oh, they? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, It was possibly. Did I you was... see Emma Hayes do um, that roar in the interview? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, she's class. You just need more of her on telly. She's just box office. It just looked like she was going in her head. Should I do it? Should I do it? Should and then she like half did it. Yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> uh, and and what didn't you like this week? Uh, UEFA covering themselves in glory with uh, making Spurs play in the UEFA Conference League. Now I know you're going to go on and expand on this. Is them making Spurs play any match something we shouldn't be enjoying? Um, well, they've done all right recently. I can't say it's never not in the Conference League. No, not in there. No, apparently it's a it's a must win game for them, which is I've not really. Can there be a must win game in a competition you don't want to be in? Yeah, surprisingly, I've not really followed this competition. It's you know below you, isn't it? Of course, it is. Your standards. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's Carabag or nothing for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It cost me ten p that. The carrier bag. Did you get it? Anyway, um, have handbags <laughs> and the carrier bags. Great song. <laughs> what the fuck is <laughs> happening here? Anyway, yeah, no. Apparently, they've got to play. They've only got like thirteen, thirteen players available, and it's been a it's been a theme throughout like Europe as well, hasn't it? Mm. I think ben, was it one of the Portuguese sides had to. Yeah, Benfica ben, played someone and they had they, they started with seven players. Two, and then go, two goalies. Two goalies, and one of them pulled his hamstring. Just going to say, went how, down to six. How fun would it be Game if, you, if you're the goalkeeper and you finally get the chance to play outfield? And then you pull your hamstring. Yeah, but not that bit. But imagine, like, it'd be like, oh, where's he going <laughs> to play me? I do that. <laughs> where's he going to play me? Where would you play the goalkeeper? Depends what the go- who the goalkeeper is. Mm. If it's Oliver Kahn, up front, crosses. Oh, okay. Um, if it's Anti Niemi, fullback. Fullback? Yeah, it's Edison Miami. centre mid. Edison yeah. spraying. Edison and Allison sitting deep spraying. Okay. Where would you put Tim Howard? Uh, right back. Stinks mm, of a full back. No, I'd Tim play him, I'd play him like as a midfield destroyer. Oh, so we got three in midfield. Okay. Where does Brad Friedel I'm thinking centre half. Centre half, Brad Friedel, yeah. Mm. He's a talker. Okay. David James? I wish we'd done that. Up front. Because he yeah. was up front. Up top. Mm. Pickford. Uh, behind Dean Henderson wherever <laughs> Dean Henderson's playing he's behind him left back left back yeah. left back yeah, in good, the changing good room good left foot on him though Pickers yeah he has yeah, but he's, 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 he's just yeah well, that's what you want from your, he's got your too much. Back. he's got too much energy to be playing left back he'd be like Julian Dix just smashing into people yeah he, he'd get sent off every game great penalty record all the time great penalty record constantly <laughs> Um yeah, that's a bit stupid. Just it's let Spurs have the week off couldn't Spurs be like we don't even want to win this just let them have the win and we can just yeah They've been playing a lot of youngsters in it anyway. Played them again. As of yeah. a, They've been playing this Harry Kane fella and he's <laughs> scores in the competition. Although Conte's but. played stronger teams than the last fella, man. The last fella? <laughs> Born Nuno. Nuno. He's with Nuno us in the spirit. Well, apparently the, the the weekend's game against the, uh, is it Brighton, Brighton. Uh, is is meant to be in, in trouble. In but doubt. They, they, haven't, um, they haven't put anyone forward to the Premier League as, as we're recording right now. No. But, so it remains to be seen. Yeah, but I think I, it's becoming a little bit of a, yeah, but a worry know, for, for... Do you know what I thought was... Um, there was a couple of things with it, because I was like, that sort of... The language that Conte used, I thought was interesting. The fact that he said he was scared. I thought that was quite interesting that he used that, that word. And obviously, English is his second language, but I thought that was very telling that he used the word scared. Because there's a vulnerability that comes with that word that you would be... That you would rarely see expressed from a man in his position. That could be because he was in Italy and that was really, really well, badly hit, wasn't I, it? I, suppo- I suppose it's just like... I think when he was coming down to it and he was like, look, we we are... Every single day, someone new is getting it. That's, it's eight players and five staff. So it's, you know, 13 members of staff, essentially, which is a lot when, you know, they're... 
kind of the just their immediate staff. You're probably talking players, coaching staff, and all the people around them. Maybe sixty people. So thirteen out of out of that many is 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 a big number. And 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 I think he was saying like, oh, we got to take this home for your family. And he was going, you know, who's going to get it next time? I get it. And he says probably better me getting it than a player because you know I can do me yeah. work from home, zoom into the match. <laughs> um, but I'm on a big screen, yeah. <laughs> just in the yeah. stadium on the VAR thing. Just Steve, Steve Cottrell was really bad, wasn't he? The manager yeah. mm-hmm. was really bad. And Nigel Pearson got it got it really badly as well, didn't he? I just think it's it's it's. We, remember Wayne Rooney wrote that article right at the very beginning of the pandemic, oh, and he said the players are almost being used as guinea pigs. Yeah, I just think in those conditions, you think there has to be a threshold. Yeah, sure. I, I presume there must be in the protocols that there's a point where right you your game's cancelled so you can stop having to train now because they can't not train which means that they just because cont- we've talked about how many games there are this month yeah already last week i think if you you've got to register players for competitions i think the premier league is at 25 something like that yeah. so you should just say it should just be a percentage of your squad yeah yeah as soon as you get to past 50 percent or something uh, even less maybe 20 yeah because it encourages people to bend the rules, go round the rules, not test them when they should. Yeah. You know, well, to, to are, try and get around. It's like your, the arguments about sick pay, isn't yeah, it? It's the same sort of thing. These are your wafers rules, these ones. This is the issue. And they're saying if you've got enough players, go and play. Well, the, the same. That was what happened in Portugal. Yeah. They had, if you've got, I think it's I think it's nine. I think if you've got nine or seven or whatever the number is, you can play. They started with nine, didn't they? Yeah, and ended up yeah. with seven. And then that, that was the point where they had to end it. But I, I just think, like... I know that the thought process will be, well, if we cancel this one, we've got to play it at some point, but there's you just... just Yeah, but it's not like you're worrying about the weather in Portugal, is it? You know what I mean? No, over I, mean, here, I, mean like, I mean over it. I mean yeah. with this, this Brighton game on the weekend, like, I'd just be interested to see what happens with that because you, you, I don't think... I'm less concerned about, oh, Tottenham are not going to be able to play all their good players, that type of argument, because I, I sort of think if the, if, the, if, if the argument is that they haven't got enough players to play... Then it needs to be more severe than they're not going to have, you know, the the full strength theme out. But the idea that like, well, they're going to have to continue training, which means we're going to put more people at risk, mm. and then it's not just themselves; it's obviously all their families and stuff as well. I just think they're the being bright. put in a very, very difficult position because the but players the can't. Players because well. yeah, because the yeah, well, exactly, and it's not like like the Tottenham players can phone in and go, "I don't feel comfortable coming into work today. Can I work from home? Like, can I do keepy uppies in my back garden? Like, it's, yeah. it's not going to happen." Is but there was a thing with um, slightly different but similar, just from the fan point of view, is. Um, Rangers fans bought tickets to go to Leon, and then got told they couldn't go, and now now got told they can go. And yeah. you think people are spending probably hundreds of pounds traveling to another yeah. country? The rules are changing all the time. There's an element to that which is uncontrollable because each country rightly has their own rules. But the whole thing just seems like, in the grand scheme of things, it's a Europa Conference game, which is a third tier tournament that most teams in it aren't that happy to be in. Unless Tottenham in particular the don't, don't want to be in. It. If I'm Conte. If he's if he's genuinely like scared for welfare, then fair enough. Maybe just you've got to stand your ground. If he's scared about the result and he's not that scared, maybe just put a team out. And if you go out, you go out. But shouldn't we really have to get to that? There should be some sort of hard and fast rule. You you'd think like like you'd hope that at some point the hierarchy at Tottenham, the people who run the club, might just step in and go to him. We're happy if you don't want to send the team over there. Mm. If we just say forfeit the game, They're take so a fine. So daft, though, UEFA that. I mean, Daniel Levy don't won't want to spend any money on yeah, fans. Yeah, really tight negotiating it for ages, <laughs> yeah. pure pure grinding them down over about forty quid. <laughs> pay him over like sixty months. Can I payments. can I pay it on Klarna? Can I can <laughs> I split me fine on Klarna? Gets his fine from Bright House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just um, 
yeah, I suppose kind of what I didn't enjoy. Just yeah, football getting yeah, it's just in the way again. Bureaucratic nonsense. Yeah. Just fucking just say that this game doesn't need to be played. Yeah. So we're not playing it because it's just you again. It's you. You're flying people. Are, you know, to different countries yeah. in the middle of like right. There's this new variant, and you know what you think of the rules or not. You, if you're taking them at face value, which is the only thing we really that we can do. You go, oh, it's really serious, and like, yeah. you, you know, you can't do this, and you can't, you can't get on the bus without a mask. But we're going to fly all these fellas over that we were yeah. working with people who've got COVID to another country. I just think it's fucking stupid. Yeah, but there's an article recently saying that um, footballers, I think, in the recent poll, are less vaccinated than the general public. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've had all that issue in Germany with all the Bayern Munich players, haven't they? Yeah. Not being able to play and stuff because of that. But yeah, it's it's just fucking stupid, isn't it? It's very dislikable, isn't it? It is very dislikable. Um, I haven't got anything that I dislike this I week. Just, I'm going to go with Ryan and be positive. Yeah. I just, just want to say I want to move on from that, but I just dislike that tournament. It just seems so unnecessary. Yeah. it's uh, Maybe they could put San Marino in it. That's a good show. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Get in I'd there, like it, you like gimps. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to our listeners in San Marino. <laughs> I'd love it if we had pure... Imagine we had, like, not, like, listeners and some people pure... You know, people listen to things, like, hate listen to it, like, Humanist. properly listening to make them angry. <laughs> and, like, loads of people in San Marino, like, listen to us on a Friday, fuming all the time. Look back in 10 years and we've done so much for their football. Just raised the profile. <laughs> <laughs> happened to me, voice Taking here. it to a new level. Um, the one thing I liked this week was Damari Gray's goal oh. for Everton. Just for a, I, for a number of reasons. Can I, can I just speak about the throwing first? Yeah, of course you can. The throwing's fucking terrible. <laughs> Fuck me. You won one one <laughs> with n- ninety minutes on the board, and you're gonna throw it, and you're away. gonna throw it in that manner. It's so somehow Arsenal, it managed though, it? to end up on one of the guys' heads. He heads it back, and then all hell breaks loose. Damari Gray gets the ball and just bends it in the top corner. You're thinking. That's very, very avoidable. But it's, it's a it's a great goal. It's, but it's know, exactly what they deserve. You're gonna do throw him on that. Do you know what I really enjoyed about it? It was just do you remember him? Um, do you remember that goal that Harry Kane scored for Tottenham against Arsenal where uh, Deli Ali back heels it past Mertesacker in the corner and he gets he's on the corner of the box yes. and he bends and he whips his mask off. Yeah. It was that it had that feel to it. You know, that proper like you could just see it, you were like how he's gonna score? That yeah. like you could just see it and you think this is gonna go in. It was all wet and dark oh. and cold. Everyone was fuming and like just like oh, fucking grumpy and that. And he <laughs> belted in. And the funniest thing was, Gray rips off his shirt, goes to run into the Evertonians. Just sees loads of mad Evertonians, and he was like, "Nah, I'm alright, thanks. I'm run back <laughs> this way towards Andre Gomez and his lovely hair." Oh. It was it was great. It was a proper. I think the, the the best thing that you can say about the Premier League and Premier League football is you get these really really good moments they're really good punctuated moments and you probably get them in all divisions but obviously we watch the Premier League more than the other top divisions you just get these great moments I think that's probably the best thing about football generally is those just moments where you go that was even though even yeah. we don't sport Everton it was just a great moment it was, it was. and I think because um, we discussed them in depth last week yeah. they looked like they were playing for the manager they looked like they, were, they just looked do you reckon they nailed our podcast to the wall I, I'd say yeah, so they, just looked, they, they still looked like a team that was short of quality but full of effort Yeah. Um, and you looked at them and you went do you know what I don't even support them but I'm so happy they won I know I, I just thought it's been relieved so miserable for I know. Them. But you know, know. you know what the challenge is now do it again. Yeah. Oh, God. Maybe do it again. How many more times have we got to do this? The fixtures are horrible. They've got Palace yeah. next week. You need, you need yeah, to they needed, they needed it. It was a massive three yeah. points, needed really, wasn't it? As much as anything else. And I suppose that's it, isn't it? The best thing about football is having those moments and yeah. going, like, we might not win anything, but 
you know, cold midweek night and under the lights and, and someone belts one in, you think, yeah. you'll remember that for years because it's just, it's fun. Yeah. It's just, they're just great moments. They needed a win, but like, I mean, I think most Evertonians would probably sit there and go, could you not have done that on Wednesday as well? <laughs> or just Four ran two, a, just ran get a, in. Just ran a bit more. I, 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 I don't know. It, it's it's a strange one. Damari Gray is an absolute one-man bandwagon, by the way. He is dragging things out of nowhere. He's very good. He's superb. Yeah. I almost think that he probably benefits from being almost not quite like a big fish in a small pond, but like the fact that like the quality level is quite low and he's he feels like one of those players who's like he's a bit kind of I'll just get it and do something mad. Like well, he doesn't really fit into a system. He's just he's I, just he'll do he's got moments in him of real he, quality. I was surprised he went from from Leicester, to be honest. But then you look at what Leicester have got, they've got quite a lot of similar wasn't players and wasn't getting the team was he yeah he got a lot of quality but like he's still he was still good enough when Surprising he was in there. though because he went and spent 30 million on Iosu Perez who just isn't as good as well, he was around he's at the same crap. time wasn't he I think Gray came before and then Perez but yeah, yeah but what I mean is like before we went to Leverkusen like mm. Iosu Perez there, is crap and he's he went crap. and got Perez they just then... replaced him with Luckman really haven't they and it's like oh, okay alright yeah. Luckman <laughs> um, let's move Luckman let's move on yeah good um, we're going to end part one there and then we'll be back shortly with a story about some Americans. Ye- Howdy, y'all. <laughs> My name is Vidushna Hunter Raja. Welcome to Man Marking, where we're asking, where's the talking, lads? Welcome back. As I mentioned, a story about some Americans. And I've got in front of me the words, and they read, 49ers have options to buy Leeds United. Please elaborate. Yeah, this uh, this kind of surprised me because I didn't realise they had a stake in um, Leeds United to begin no, with. I did not know um, that either. At all. Um, Ryan, did you know San Francisco are your team, aren't they? I didn't. No, I didn't. No? Yeah, it was very strange. Um, they increased their stake in Leeds to 44% in November. Um, <laughs> that went under the radar. Yeah, exactly. Very strange. Basically, um, it's expected that they'll take control before January 2024. Um, but if the option isn't activated, uh, both parties can continue to work together as they have done for a number of years. They initially bought like a 10% share in 2018, um, and it's basically come about because, I think it's, I'm going to try and pronounce this. Go on, here we go. Uh, go Rad, Rad Razzani, uh the owner of Leeds, bought a 50% stake in 2017, took 100% control by get, taking it off that terrible guy, uh, Cellino. Oh, uh, yeah, he was mad. Yeah, he was um, odd. <laughs> um, and then I think what's happened is to raise money like he would do, yeah. is you sell some of those shares off and, mm-hmm. and get some more investment, which is quite a, 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 no- it, a normal strategy. I think it, it kind of is fraught with a bit of who are we selling it to. Yeah. But um, the 49ers are, are a, they're one of the biggest franchises in America. Mm-hmm. Um, probably- who, who is it who owns them? Uh, so is it the 49ers sure. themselves so are well, Leeds yeah. becoming some kind of subsidiary or something yeah or? they go 49ers Enterprises who have taken the stake in Leeds I can't think what the fella's name is who's who's so a Leeds a PLC so a Leeds one of those clubs that are run, that have got a that because football clubs now so I was reading about this it's something to do with something else this kind of a, a, a sort of side side point but to get around um, some of the 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 laws and rules uh, in the I think it was in the nineties. I think it was Tottenham. Tottenham wanted to float on the stock market, but because of the 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 rules in this country surrounding what you can and can't do as a football club owner, because football clubs are deemed to be like community assets or something like that. There's some something to do with that. 
you they were you're not allowed to float a football club in the stock market. So you start a, a PLC that owns the football club, and then yeah. you float the PLC on the stock on the market. Stock market. Yeah. United so a Leeds, yeah, well, they all do Arsenal yeah. and that. A Leeds, so a Leeds is that the situation, or a Leeds just you know a, a football club and they've just been bought by the company that owns the 49ers. Um, <clears throat> It's all very, I think it's all Leeds very are privately owned by that Radizani. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if he's put them as a. I'm assuming he would do because you often offset liabilities that way because mm-hmm. you can just shut down certain parts yeah, of the club yeah, as yeah. opposed to having all the liability on the football club. Are we thinking this is going to be a good thing or a bad thing? Well, just just importantly, uh, the current owner's got a, an option to avoid the deal entirely. Like, so. You know, I, thought you said, I, I thought you said avoid the deal like they keep phoning him like that's all right I'll get him if you're out so, of office I mean it's obviously done with like Leeds interest at mind I, I was we were talking about it the other day in the group weren't we and I, I, I kind of feel that's the way football is going to go particularly mm. at the top level and you will kind of get like a conglomerate kind of thing yeah yeah it has I mean Buccaneers and United are together, they're owned by the Glazers and Liverpool. And, uh, yeah, Liverpool as well. And the Liverpool thing's interesting. I was reading something about that the other day that it was an employee at um, is it the Red Sox? Yeah. Who emailed um, John W. Henry mm. saying that the valuation of Liverpool. So Liverpool have been they were trying to sell at the football club, weren't they? A couple hundred mil, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and he said they are massively. It was it was just an it was someone who just happened to wait for him emailed him and said there is. They're massively undervalued for what the size of the sports in sporting institution that they are. Yeah. He said it would just take some proper leadership and and kind of thoughtful managing of this of this enterprise to turn it into a you know a yeah. you know if they were going to sell it now it'd be in the billions, wouldn't it? Not in the in, exactly, in, in the yeah. hundreds of millions. Yeah. And it just think stuff like that's just mad, isn't it? It is, yeah. And and they're now going down a route of trying to replicate. What Michael Jordan's done with Nike, with LeBron mm. and Liverpool. Um, apparently, they're releasing a range of clothing um, with LeBron because he's got a huge stake. Well, not a huge stake, but yeah. financially he's, huge. He's got, he's got enough of it, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and they think that they can, pro- if they generate anything near what Jordan's generate, which is billions, it all just adds to the mm. P&L for Liverpool, which would be huge. I mean, if, you, if you're talking about Leeds, it, it, it's a difficult one. I mean, it says... In that, in that article, it's actually quite short that you know they're, they're looking to expand the stadium and and to be honest, Leeds are huge. Yeah, when yeah, you think yeah. about it, that they are a really story team. Same with the Forty Nineers. Again, they're probably another one where you look at it and you go, the, "What is the next step?" They're probably undervalued for what you the potential is yeah, with a club like this. They're massive and and they always have been. They're a really well known badge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, even the though col- they tried the to colors, change the badge, yeah, didn't I know, they? Yeah, the colours are really well known. Yeah. I think it I'd imagine it would be good I mean my only concern is that you know they just said they're not going to move the stadium but the 49ers did they had yeah. a great stadium it was it was old but it was good um, Candlestick Park what a great name that did was. it burn down it didn't <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, they're really well run the, the, you know both uh, the 49ers are really well run and, and Leeds I mean I, I can understand why it's you know got a, like a, a date set on it because you know you don't know whether they're going to be in a championship. You don't think they're quite yeah. established yet. And there's Although a big difference between yeah. them being in a you know being a top ten Premier League yeah. team and being a championship team. But this might get them there as well. This might oh, take yeah. them even higher. But then you again you if you want to see if that makes the game better, probably it might do. There's a really interesting um, couple of articles that Miguel Delaney was posting. He wrote them last year, 
um i'll i'll he tweeted them the other night because I believe are these on, about the foreign player ones. No, no, no. It was about uh, it was. I think it's called something like how football was damaged beyond repair or something like that. And it's about the wealth disparity between the top clubs and the, and the other clubs. But I think it's that interesting that you've got obviously got the you know the in air quotes your normal top six, and then now you've got below that obviously Newcastle, you've got Leeds, you've got Leicester, Everton, and know, Everton, Leicester, West, West Ham. Ham. Yeah. It's there's a, a Wolves on short of a few quids. Yeah. It's just like such a bottleneck, isn't it, with all yeah. these with all these teams and all the money and stuff. And like, I, I suppose that that's why it, I was reading something. I, I think of the TV deals across Europe. It's a slight tangent, but the TV deals across the top leagues in Europe, the Premier League earn something like 92% of the, the TV revenue across the whole of all the Europe's top leagues. That's wow. like how much money there is in the Premier League. And you think that's why obviously these places are coming and getting involved because there's, there's the, the revenue to be made and the, and the exposure, I suppose, is the other thing as well. Yeah, I mean, you look at the revenue made in, in the NFL as well. That's though. what I mean. You're like, that, that, oh, they want some more of that. Yeah, I exactly. think the gap that needs to be bridged is more cultural because obviously the rich, rich people... But what they don't understand is someone like Leeds to them, I'm not saying they support their team any more than somebody might support the Red Sox, but the whole experience of the sport's different. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. like we're going to turn up and have a barbecue and then yeah. do this or that. It's I'm not a social occasion in the same way, is it? Sit with a Leicester fan next to me and then yeah. watch cheerleaders. Like if you come in and do too much of that stuff too quick, you soon just be hated. I would I absolutely that's... love it. I mean, there's voices, there's voices from the pool fans about stuff like that as well. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, oh, yeah. and United yeah. fans have had that it for been years. Over the years oh, about yeah. taking maybe a bit of the soul away from from mm. what it is and making it more commercial. Spe- the, the DNA. The DNA. Speaking of Leeds, did you see the uh, Victor Orta, the director, going mental after the Brentford game yeah. at the weekend? Yeah. That was absolutely superb. Flicking the V's and everything. Yeah, he gave it a bit, didn't he? Yeah, he director of football, bit. Victor Orta, mental. Went absolutely mental. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I like stuff like that more than football I think I like yeah, I manager arguments I like player arguments we're going to talk about one of them in a bit and I like yeah directors getting involved and chipping off um, it's the best thing about Twitter as well I think when just good so, content when someone just go mad and just go yeah go ahead <laughs> he um, what was interesting about it was that clearly what had happened was was that the fan was giving him all that all the way through the game probably being like this is on you this order not good enough not good enough the players you bought they're not good enough from you where's the Arteta money order <laughs> and then they scored last minute and he's gone ah, giving it a cup in the ears and everything as if he's an away fan and stuff <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant um, that, yeah, but, that fan ought to know better that's good that is that's decent, very good uh, have you got anything to add to that Ray? No, I'm just reading more about this this lead stuff. It's it's awfully confusing. You probably couldn't cover it all in, in this. There's a lot of people involved. Why don't you just read the article out and we'll claim that it's all <laughs> our, our own way. Um, but just on the ground, because it was mentioned before, it's owned by Radizani and it's technically under Leeds, but it's owned by a company in Singapore that he owns. Yeah, basically, so they, it's, they it's had to... It's like a tangled yeah, web. Yeah, they had to sell Somebody the call the lawyers. <laughs> they had to sell the ground. When they went into all the, the financial troubles, and he bought right. he bought it back, but it does say here yes, it, he, did, he bought he? the whole club, so he owns hundred mm. percent of it. And when they were in the championship, he was spending a million pound a month of his own money to cover the wage bill. Oof, good yeah. God! So he seems quite a committed owner. So they don't yeah. think it's going to happen anytime soon. But basically, the report saying, in essence, is once you get up to forty four percent or anywhere from like forty percent onwards, mm. you might you're better off buying the whole club. Yeah, because yeah, if yeah. you've got ten percent, then you kind of got, got skin in the game, as it's said in here. But at forty-four, 
you're no better off. Yeah, you're just exactly. putting money yeah. in for, for no reason. Yeah, really. you're not so, controlling it at that yeah. point. And I... then there's a few other people. Apparently, the people on the board of, of um, 49ers Enterprises, though, have been on the board since 2018. I think you kind of referenced yeah. that before, didn't you? It's the York family that own. The, a lot of the NFL clubs are owned by families, yeah. aren't they? It's a very yeah, family thing to do. Yeah. Are you a billionaire? Do the, you have family? The Giants family are owned by. Is it the Mar? Mar- They're huge, aren't they? Yeah, Massive. Mara, Mara, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they're a really big family loads of cousins no they're just dead tall giants giant uh, oh I've just got there for fuck's sake <laughs> let's fucking move on um, hey Jude don't talk about the ref yeah, yeah. good hey Jude yeah see this is the stuff I really like yeah uh, I want more of this Ryan uh, Jude Bellingham has been fine for comments about yeah. the referee do you want to do you want to enlighten us? It was uh, so, quite an incredible video, I thought. Absolutely, yeah. Dortmund just been beat 3-2 uh, by Bayern Munich. He's come out and done a post-match interview, and he said, you give the referee that is match-fixed before the biggest game in Germany, Germany, what do you expect? And then he's gone on to talk about a few of the, some of the incidents. Um, it was a terrible penalty decision. It was. So, I suppose I wanted to bring this up to to ask some questions, um, get you all involved. Firstly, Aww. how did he decide the amount you're going to get fined? He's been fined thirty four thousand English, forty thousand euros. Okay, fair enough. How, how many how many words did he say? He probably times that by like a, a, a nominal a nominal fee. Fifty euros quid a word. A word. Fifty um, quid a word. And then on top of that, where do you draw the line? Do you think they should never be allowed to talk about referees, or do you think there should be a limit? Or how well, do you, how do you right, it? What do you think? I'll say this now. If someone has been found to have matched fixed a game, they should never ever. He hasn't be been given. No. I thought he yeah. had. No, a he hasn't. Bit. So two thousand and five. Yeah, so a little bit. Hang on, right? What, like, where are he we? He did here? accept money. He did accept. Where money. are we? Here? So nobody never admitted to that, and they never found them guilty of that. So basically, in two thousand and five, he was uh, the linesman, and a referee gave him three hundred euros to put his flag up at a certain point in the game. Now. He the the referee was investigated and found guilty of match fixing. He was he was a became a witness for the prosecution, and he never admitted to taking the money, and it was never proven. He got a six month ban, and then was welcomed back into into yeah. the game. And he's he is by all accounts a very good referee. Yeah. But I, what I, I will say, say that is, what, I mean, what, if if your name name's muddy, it's, you're not going anywhere. Well, it's, I also it's a difficult say one, that isn't it? He was banned for six months. Which was kept a secret by the German FA until yeah. Dizit, is that how you say it? Dizit, uh, published a secret file. So, yeah, for me, that's a bit hush, hush, guilty it? if the German FA want to keep that. Uh, yeah, a bit but, because, but, but, but because he was the because um, he so, was a so witness did, for the prosecution, so I think did, he was. Did he? Did he go? Did he report that he that he well, been no, offered that money? No. Yeah, him and three other officials. Yeah, but he he basically said that he'd been put under pressure, essentially, was right. what, what they'd done. But he didn't say this until much later, after they got leaked, that he'd been banned, basically. So it's all it's all very murky. See, the, I the, wouldn't have him referenced. Murky, murky. But the, 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 the thing that you... The question you originally asked, Ryan, about whether they should be allowed to talk about referees, I think it's kind of twofold. So the, you take that statement in isolation that, that Bellingham has said. The first part of it... Um, I think, I think they're fine to say something if he'd come out and said that I thought that was a really bad decision by the referee, yeah. and I think that's cost us the game. I think that's fine. I think yeah, you can say something the other like bit's that. Yeah, bringing it into disrepute. The, the, it's yeah. and also it's it's also libelous as well. Yeah, because you're what you're insinuating is 
well, he's done it before, so he could be doing it again now. Yeah, and I I think, and you've that. got no evidence of that. And I just think you have to nip that in the bud because I think it's a slippery slope as to where you allow people to go elsewhere. Yeah. And it does, as you say, brings the game into disrepute. Yeah, I mean, and, that's a sensible approach, isn't but it? But I think the uh, the German FA, from what I know of this story, which is, again, admittedly is an enormous amount, they've got to be real. I mean, they've got to look at it and think, if all if if the footballers are all talking about it, so if the, it's a, it's clearly like Jude Bellingham's like eighteen and from Birmingham, and he knows about this, and so it must be a common talk amongst players. So if he knows about it, then is the referee's authority compromised, and therefore should the FA continue to allow him refereeing because that doesn't feel like a you know a commensurate with with the position that he's holding. I think put him in uh, League Two. League Two. Crew. Let him get some confidence back and then put him back on the big stage. That's normally what happens, isn't it? Uh, just You could just ref try his games every week. The thing is with it, I think you'd welcome footballers back, so you've kind of got to welcome referees back. I, I don't think this. My personal opinion on it is you have to make an assessment about whether footballers and the wider footballing game are going to be able to take that person seriously anymore. It's trust, though, isn't it, for but, me? But, the, but that, pe- that guy, so when that happened to him, he was young, he was put under pressure by a much more senior official, and you can imagine a position where you're going. He might have been set. He, he could, you know. And I'm just painting a picture. It could have been take this money, or I'm going to ruin your career. I'll make sure that you never referee again. Other, in this other game, sports you know? take this a lot more seriously. Yeah, but come but on, they really do. Any bit of fixing, isn't it? Uh, but wasn't there something? There's people who've been in cricket who've been oh, yeah. fixing who've come back, haven't they? The one, and that was because he was 18. But this is exactly what I mean. It, uh, he, Liner was Liner was young. It wasn't in a, it? yeah. In a difficult there's, a, there's, position. A, there's a couple of differences. He was, he was third, eight, third division game. It was yeah. There was yeah. There's a couple of differences. He was 18, Mohammed Amir, and he he was pressured by Salman Butt, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Salman but Salman, Salman, Salman but, but what? Yeah, Salman Butt was the captain, <laughs> which was really. I mean, it's terrible. Mohammed Amir was banned for a number of years, and he wasn't allowed to play any any standard of cricket. Or He's any, probably happy about that. Any like, decent standard of cricket. <laughs> um, Stan's like, you're not got a game this weekend? <laughs> oh, shucks, can't, banned. But, uh, I, I no, mean, you're, you're back in. Oh, for fuck. It's happened, but it's happened in South African cricket. Hansi Cronje was banned. And, uh, it's... I think, you've got, I think you've got to come one way or the other. You either ban them or... And then, I mean, in that case, Mohamed Amir is, is 18. So there is, is grounds. Yeah, fine, if he saved his time. And he wasn't, seen, he wasn't seen as the instigator, so yeah, but I guess possibly. That, that's the same thing. Possibly. It's that conversation. It's where do, do we believe in? But he's not. The, we, he's not the. He's not the. Do we believe in second chances? No, we a society that just says you made a mistake when he's you not were eighteen. The controller of the game, which is different, I think. Mm, I don't know because if you're a controller of the game, you've got to be the. Oh, I said controller. I suppose like moral arbiter of the the, yeah, the, the I mean, sport. You've yeah, got to have the trust of those players, and he clearly fucking doesn't. Well, that that's exactly <laughs> the seems like the crux of the point. Really, the way football's gone with VAR and and other things. Don't need him. Just have the invisible ref like FIFA. <clears throat> well, uh, what, what, or the the imaginary. You spray. kind of look at it and you go, "It'd actually be harder for him to do that now because he'd have to like." I don't, I don't know. We've had the the South Africa game the other week, didn't we? Yeah, but there was, wasn't VAR, was no, there? No, I know. But and like, there's there's <laughs> always going these to Mark shouts. Clattenberg like. in Stotley Park. <laughs> what I would say is, I think he should be allowed to ref again, but he's probably going to have to take it on the chin when these comments. I'm come sure up that this happens all the time yeah. on the pitch. I'm sure people give it's him like, stiff. It's like it's like players who might have gone to prison or. Have Maybe been involved in drugs or something, yeah, and they get the stick for, but they're still playing. But it's all like it's they know what comes with it, don't they? Yeah, and all players who've eaten the daughter's toenails, was it? <laughs> I'm was that glad it? that's where you went with that. I was <laughs> really scared that for a minute. I thought this is a celebration, yeah. yeah, that was good. That, yeah, good gear. 
yeah, excellent yeah. stuff, excellent stuff. Um, something else which is excellent stuff, or or is it? Uh, is the story this week that Ralph Ranick, the new Manchester United manager, uh, has hired uh, a sports psychologist, Sasha Lenz. Um, so he's really going to be able to see through to the the issues. Yeah, it lends itself to to being better on and off the pitch. Uh, anything to add? I've got absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. No. That's disappointing. Um, and I thought this was very interesting, particularly given the fact that Man United have not had a sports psychologist at the club since the last one they had was in 1999, left in 2001. So they have biggest club in the country, not yeah. had a sports psychologist for 20 years. Just living off DNA, that moment, those 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 nights, those European nights. Do you reckon, when the, do you reckon the players go in and go, listen, Gaffer, I'm really struggling at the moment. Uh, you know, I'm really trying to find form. Think of 99. Put this DVD in, son. Yeah. Watch that. Well, that'll see you right. What's that? Try not to smile. Yeah. Now get out there. <laughs> Watch Carson Yanke hit the bar yeah. a million times. Look at Oliver Kahn's face. Look at his face. <laughs> it's quite funny, really, because you say that 19, 1999 bit, when you told me you were going to bring it up, I was like, well, why, why is that news? Like, they're just getting a sports psychologist. And mm. then you say, no, they haven't had one. And you're like, I've needed ah. one. No, wow. memories. Wow. It's you, incredible. You kind of get it under Fergie because that was kind of his role <laughs> in, a, in a way. Well, everyone else after him's just been like, imagine getting bullied by Mourinho, just Luke Shaw's there, just getting called fat. And you're like, I could probably do with speaking to someone here. Just need to get my mojo back. It's funny because. Get on I, the treadmill, Luke. I, I find it interesting. <laughs> Put that, you're worthless. Put that down. You're nothing, you're cheap. I don't need you. You whore. <laughs> you wouldn't have broke your leg if you weren't fat. <laughs> it was so much weight on it. That's what broke. <laughs> Okay. Um, I, I thought it was interesting as well because um, Ranjik was like, I don't know why. Why wouldn't you do this? Like it just yeah, seemed like I imagine, so I imagine someone questioning Tim Sherwood. I imagine or someone on Soccer Saturday is going to go. Well, what? What? Why do you need him? Why do you need him? Why yeah. do you need him? Well, He's oh, coming, in in day. coming over here with his player welfare. I just yeah. I also thought it was interesting as well that Ralph Rangit was saying, you know, we're not expecting players to be to be going in there and you know lying on the red sofa and uh, you know and, and, and crying well, their the eyes out and stuff. It? And I was just and I thought I love the way in football like they've done this thing where it's like we're going to get a sports psychologist in. That's great. That makes perfect sense. You're in a high pressure environment and you've got the money to bring in someone to maybe just give the players even if you're thinking of it as a performance mechanism, yeah. just give them well, a couple more percent. And they go, yeah, that's absolutely fine. In fact, we have to go. They're not all going to be crying. <laughs> none, none of them are. None of them are weird. Mm. They're all fine. Everyone's fine. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> just they're big, just going to. They're just going to help them to score more goals. Just a big Kleenex truck. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Manchester United announced a multi-million pound deal of Kleenex. <laughs> What's that for? Loads of wanking. Loads oh, of it. Oh Come on. <laughs> They're not crying. Jesus, They're just doing loads of masturbating. Oh, it's fine. It. I welcome the day when every manager in the Premier League is German. Yeah, I yeah, do as well. I, I feel better. like it's coming. It's yeah. inevitable. The better. Yeah. They make yeah. more sense. Yeah, better. The football better tends hair, to be better. <laughs> better teeth. Better gut feel about things. Just yeah. understand everything. Yeah. Could give you a better hug. Great glasses. Trendsetters, Absolutely. just better. Although Klopp's lost his glasses, just this. better, and he still looks all right. Just better men. Do you reckon he's wearing lenses? I mean, he's probably going to welcome I mean, Sasha Lens, lens isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Do you think that? Because um, I, it was when you said that, Ryan, the group about uh, is this, you know, it about hiring yeah. a physio. It is. It is kind of one of those things where you think like it shouldn't really be a story. 
like if it's needed and we kind of all agreed no, but it's, the, it's a good yeah. thing to do but at the moment anyone United hire or anything he does differently oh, is, yeah. is going to be really highlighted yeah. apparently the DNA was back on on Sunday and that 1-0 oh, yeah. win against Crystal Palace oh, oh yeah you know there's clear evidence of what Ralph had done Ralph Ball Ralphie Ralph Ball hey oh, Ralphie so Gengen uh, press straight away yeah <laughs> Fowler's people on managed to get that in in like wow. three days Your Genghis Khan press <laughs> yeah just I mean everyone's fawning over themselves oh you can see the difference here and you're like can you? I, yeah. They're just really good. Yeah, but Ant, Ant, this it's is Manchester one, United. It's, one it's Manchester United. I was about to say something. It has got lost in that guy. Tell us, tell um, us about the insight. Oh yeah, you, there was two things. One is often these people just get brought in for like a period, don't they? Have time. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. And the other is you've had this conversation before, haven't you, with um, Dan Abrams? Yes. Dan Abrams, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think we've had it sort of cross conversations with other people around the welfare and the mentality. So are you there for elite performance? Yes. Are you there for mentality? Are you perhaps doing a bit of both? And You're I there for welfare what, or performance. And I yeah. wonder, do you think Ralph is more leaning towards the performance or do you think this person is performance, maybe a bit of both? It felt to me like performance, but I think one feeds the other, feeds the other, if you see what I mean, that they, they are, yeah. if you are, yeah. I think the idea would be Ultimately, players yeah, 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 exactly. Ultimately, the idea is to get more out of them on the pitch. <clears throat> that you know, that's that's probably he's not thinking. Oh, you know, I hope you know Harry Maguire's Zen's feeling well, a little well, bit no, more th- chill. Yeah, to be to be fair, I mean, it's probably been said in 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 many words. United just hasn't been a place that you really want to play football. At. Well, see, th- I so, disagree with that to a degree because I mean, everyone wants to play there because you get a load of money and you don't have to do that well. So. Well, see, the thing was was that when Solskjaer came in after Mourinho, the the big thing that everyone said was that he kind of cleared out the toxicity that was that Mourinho had kind of brought and made it a much more enjoyable, relaxed environment for players. But I suppose for elite footballers, when they get to the point where they're no longer being challenged they must get itchy feet quite quickly and then being put under. So they, so the players ultimately were getting an absolute battering from the fans because they weren't playing well enough. And they've probably been going, that's because there's nobody coaching us or telling us what to do. Yeah. And then the manager, they're all like, oh, he's at the wheel. Yeah, we're losing 5-0 at home to Man United. I, I kinda, Let's put a big banner out for him. We just got it, battered at home by our the most yeah, hated other, rivals. You see other team players enjoying themselves and yeah. being poor. So, 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 there was a lot said about mentality and stuff, wasn't there? When Liverpool and the mentality monsters and blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's not really been much like... It's, I can't think. There's been Funny much said about that. like environment of like those top clubs are just kind of left to themselves, aren't they? And it's, oh, it's just really good. It's Pep. It's yeah, but it's I think too chill. but it's, I think the reason there isn't anything said about it because there's nothing to report. Well, that's what I mean. Because they've got it under they've got, got it, it sorted, under control. Yeah. They've got but it did boxed. you see Zlatan's comments this week? I think he's done an autobiography. And he's oh, another he? one. Oh, he said um, he's written more books than fucking Ian <laughs> Blight in him. <laughs> he basically said. Um, you hear about Man United, you join Man United, the biggest club in the world, richest club in the world, all these things that get associated with them and you feel it until you step foot in it and it's a really small mentality when I was there, a small team mentality and on the training ground and, and basically said everything about the club's big until you play for them. And I don't think he was saying about previous... Just, just specifically his period there. Do you think that's because of the way that Fergie run <coughs> things that they were very much... They would make it really tight, and it was always against the world. That was always the way that they they. That was always his mentality. I just think they've been poor since Fergie, and I just think he was a critic. Was he well, Mourinho? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he Mourinho. Was Mourinho. Yeah. Mourinho loved that siege mentality thing. Yeah, mm. he still tries to do it now. He's lost the plot. Him doesn't need to. Like. He'll be straight on the old merry-go-round soon, won't he? Yeah. Speaking of which, 
That's where we're going to be going next. Ant. Oh, it is. So we'll uh, we'll wrap up for part two, and then we'll finish off with Ant having a go on his favourite ride. We'll see you momentarily. My name's Sean Bean. Welcome to Man Marking. We're asking, where's the talking, you bastards? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. It's part three, and. One way that we could keep warm in these winter months is by hopping on one of our favourite rides and going for a spin. All yeah. aboard the merry-go-round. Merry-go-round. A few people doing very well in the merry-go-round. Stephen yeah. Gerrard's doing all right. Yeah, of course. Uh, Dean Smith, who said that the other week, didn't we? Uh, Raph is still clinging on. He's, still he's, clinging a, he's, on. he's a fact. Still clinging on. Um, which I think is, is quite nice because I do quite like Rafa. I like Rafa. He lives, lives, yeah. loves the Whittle, mate. He lovely loves the lad. microclimate of yeah. the Whittle. Yeah, lovely fella. Um, so, you know, a few people having a good time on there. Patrick Vieira is having a nice time on there, is which I don't a, think many people expected at the start of the season. He's having a less nice time recently than he was. Tough winter period coming up. He's That's wrapped it. up warm now. I don't feel like he's, he's ra- got he's got the Vaseline on his chest. Oh, yeah. The Vaseline that? on his chest. Can you imagine, like, being, like, 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 you know, you're running down the wing and you want to fend him off and you put your hand in all that. Va- Ugh, or it's Imagine like, a kit, man. I'm Patrick, thinking of... Um, Patrick, I'm, will you stop using that? <laughs> I've got to do another... I can't get it out. I'm thinking of Home Alone too. you know, Sticky Bandits. Oh, I'm thinking yeah, that, like, yeah. you put your hand on it and then you're stuck to, like, Freddie Yumberg and you're just dragging you down the pitch. <laughs> um, go on, Ant. What else has been going on this many yeah, going on? so um, one, that, one that Ryan told me of before. Oh, yeah. Um, which I didn't read. Because, obviously, Keith Kale left... Oldham, didn't he? Yeah. Um, obviously, Kale, obviously. Kale, they killed one out, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. So is uh, Selim Benachor. I think I probably pronounced that wrong. Ryan, is, do you want to have a go at pronouncing it? it? interim manager. Uh, now I'm no longer on his wiki page. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's interim Just manager. Do it off the dome piece. Benachor. But they fell to a 1-0 defeat. But the hands of us and Charlie Jolly. Oh, yeah, we won, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we won. Yeah, we won a game. We scored a goal. I know. Yeah, it's good. It made um, us very jolly. One sad thing for us, because I think we tipped them all to do pretty well this season. Paul Cooks left Ipswich. Yeah. Uh, which isn't really a surprise because they're doing terribly. Yeah. Um, uh, James Norwood, interestingly, came out, who obviously is their strike. Well, one of their many strikers. They've got 48,000 yeah, strikers. Um, and hasn't been allowed. Striker! Apparently hasn't been allowed to play. I heard a, a little rumour um, that the CEO doesn't want him to play. Yeah, I don't know how this works. Not sure how that worked at all, but um, apparently... He was banned from the ground, the training ground. Yeah, I mean, if stuff like that's going on and Paul Cook's it's going on over his head, it may give a bit of a window as to why it's not worked out for him there. But apparently Possibly. Ashton was a bit like that, was it, Bristol City? Which would make sense, Ashton mm. Gate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Mark Ashton, I think his name is, isn't it? That could be, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he's got form for these type of things. But yeah. thing is, Norwood is a wind-up merchant. Yeah. And he's yeah. and he was done for drink driving and crashing his car. No, he didn't crash it, did he? Just drink driving. They, yeah, whipped, yeah, yeah. they had two uh, ladies that they picked up at a local night spot. Yeah. Where they'd been uh, boozing. So maybe it's something to do with that. We can't yeah, speculate. Possibly. Um, but yeah, Paul. Paul. Uh, Norbert did have a lot of nice things to say about Paul Cook. Said he was really, really friendly. Got on with him. You know, there was never any bad blood and stuff. But yeah, Paul Cook. Wonder just it's a huge job. Uh, Ipswich. Where's job. he gonna? Where? I mean, he's a good manager, Paul Cook as well. Paul uh, Ipswich have now got the uh, the chance to have hired five managers called Paul in a row. <laughs> yeah, you want that. <laughs> yeah, we need that. Yeah. yeah Apparently, they're need. looking high and wide for their search. I think they might go continental. Ooh. What are you gonna say? Is that what you going down? A, you making going to make a joke there? No, genuinely, I've just been reading. I, about uh, it. I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a cooking joke. I'd yeah. absolutely love it if they went. We're going high and wide, and then they just like died 
Jim McGilton or something. <laughs> yeah, did you say John McGreal's got the John McGreal, yeah. He's, uh, he's in caretaker charge. Yeah, he's sweeping up and he fixing is. all the pipes and he stuff. He is, he's doing it from a real. He um was they lost in the week, didn't they? One nil. Yeah. So, so you know, really not doing well. New interim manager bounce. Really not doing well. Um but uh going gonna praise our pre season predictions or more. I think it was it was you, you two yourselves. Yeah, I it, I, I, it was Ryan, and, Ryan. I, and I and I I I followed him on. down the uh, down the garden path. Uh, Ryan Lowe left uh, Ipswich, uh, no Ipswich, uh, Plymouth. Uh, yeah, uh, to go to Preston North End. Good job, uh, but I mean he's not left on great terms with the fans because he said uh, we gave before <laughs> before we got here Plymouth didn't have an identity and we've given them an identity. Hasn't gone down well. Yeah, but he's gone as far north as he could go. <laughs> yeah, he said it away. and ran away. Do you think he means that is not the club, but the team, the, the perform? How they play? I've not the seen the, the full quote. I haven't seen the full. The but full I want. I want to. Don't think he's saying no one knew who Plymouth were. I want to think that he is because that's but just better. I, I think it might. Ryan Lowe feels that. like the type of guy who'd have gone. I'd have never even heard of these guys before I got here, and now look at them. The only problem is, is that the only clip I've seen on it is is on Twitter, and there's a load of Plymouth fans absolutely fuming on it. And I would think they've watched the whole. I'd like to think they've watched the whole thing. Either mm-hmm. way, yeah, fans yeah. 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 Read the headlines. Yeah. Either way, you know, Ryan Lowe, you called it. I wouldn't say he's jumped. He's done I, a good job. I don't think I fully called it because I thought they'd be like 16th, and it'd be more like I'm going to go to another job. He's actually like done really well. Like he's made a sideways move. And it's like, yeah, I want to come more north, maybe another league one yeah. club, but I didn't it's expect great, them it, to be top six. It's an but. interesting one, really, because with with that move to Preston, you look at it and you think, because I was like, oh, yeah, he used to play for them. And I was like, no, no, he, he, no he didn't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But you know, when you're just like, like he did. it was like, he must have played, he must yeah. have scored like 14 goals for him in a loan spell or something. But he's, you can see why he's taken that job. Absolutely. Preston are, a, you know, are a step up. Um, but you can, but it's all. You can also see why Plymouth fans will be majorly pissed off that he's gone. Because you'd be like, I think, I think Plymouth fans would probably see themselves as, I don't see any reason why we can't go to the championship and 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 exist in you know. It, it, the Preston are hardly pulling up trees anytime soon. Oh, did you know? I just, th- I just think they. I could see why you might think. I, I get why you've made that move, but you you may come to regret it. I don't know. It just it seems like. You, you were onto something good there, but Bigger you are city fucking miles away from home. The Premier League, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Huge potential. I'd well run club as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wonder if it's that strong league one. He thought over yeah. forty six games. Yeah, yeah, yeah someone's going to do was it? They haven't been amazing recently. Um, so, but no, it, it, it was, uh, it was very there. interesting. So he's not gone off the merry go round. He's just gone onto another horse. Does so in that he's still instance? On the carousel. Yeah. Mm. Does someone have to? They have to get off and requeue and buy a new ticket. He's got one of them. VIP I passes. think he's uh, uh, wristband. No, yeah. see, I think he's more done an Indiana Jones thing where he used to kind of just jump oh, on as they were moving. Off his horse, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. I think he's done that, and Who? he hasn't taken his assistant with him, Stephen no. Schumacher. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our friend Paul Allen informs me it was written into his contract. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully he gets he off to a quick start. Ah. Have some respect. Good. Graham what, Lee. We what didn't do you mean? Have some respect. <laughs> we didn't mention this last week, but Graham Lee got the Hartlepool job, so we went from Middlesbrough's under twenty threes to Hartlepool. Excellent. Graham Lee and. Um, it's quite, actually, to be honest, it's quite nice to see that sort of stuff happen 
instead of like the old Washington Hartlepool play. go on to a record yeah. low point yeah <laughs> but like instead of like the oh let's get like the old guy that we used to have back couldn't in. they have hired Warnock he must have still been kicking about in the area I don't mind giving it a go <laughs> but do you know that um, who Doncaster's interim manager is because it's the most football manager thing ever and yeah. can you give us a clue go on just think of like a, James Coppinger a really good championship player for like five years who graced the Premier League a little bit and then was mainly in the championship few injuries stylish David Dunn Matt Janssen mm, a bit after that I would say Matt Derbyshire why is this just all the mats? It's just all the mats, yeah. It's all the mats. Gary McSheffrey. <laughs> just feels like such a football manager thing. Gary Where's McSheffrey. Yeah, he's the interim manager, Doncaster. Coventry. I'm yeah, surprised Coventry um, legend. Surprised he's not been working alongside Paul Cook, has <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you've got to like that one. Yeah. Everyone likes a little McSheffrey, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um is that no, ever... that, it should be on it. He was a good player. He, he was, was a, he was a nice yeah. footballer. Yeah. Um so it's not James Coppinger. I'm a big fan of that. No, but you would think he would have been somewhere in he, the running, but I remember from when we spoke to him, it, it he wasn't it, yeah. wasn't that vibe for him, was no. it? No. Um no, he just wants to bang in free kicks, doesn't he? Mate, he just wants to have a lovely wand of a right foot. Just clip him in. Yeah. Exactly. What's that free kick? Yeah, I'll have a look at it. I feel like every Doncaster fan that's listening to this, of which I'm sure there are dozens, <laughs> the few minutes shaking their head, going, "Oh, you're, you're interested in us mm, now, or you called yeah. us a shit club last yeah, week?" Yeah, but now they've got we, Danny McSheffrey. Don't say we for yeah, your you, rant on you Doncaster. Did. You. I'll not, stick to it. They're fucking <laughs> yeah. terrible. What the fucking points of them. <laughs> fucking ran off. Get them in a bin. Um, is that is that everything? That is that, that's it for now. You're yeah, going to keep an eye on the merry-go-rounds. I love a little more. There's a couple of weeks till Christmas. You know, still a lot of the happen. You know, managers are going to want to, you know, get in place for the old January transfer window. Mm, yeah. Boxing I, Day I, sales. Difficult though as well. Get two right backs for the price of one. Do you sack them now? Do you sack people now? Well, I suppose there's a lot of games, isn't there? Mm, there's a ton of games. Uh, I, I, yeah. Who, who, I can't, I can't think, I suppose the next one you would imagine in the Premier League is probably, was Rafa, but I don't know who else after that you're looking at. I still think Rafa's probably favourite, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Mate, it wouldn't surprise me if it's Ranieri. <laughs> Honestly, it, would, it just wouldn't. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see, and to keep an eye on that merry-go-round. We'll come back to you next week. And there, uh, I think that's it. I think that's it for us. Uh, thanks for joining us again on the uh, the Friday Football Show. We'll be back on uh, on Monday with another interview from our archive, where we'll be talking to former American Samoa manager Thomas Runyon, which was a. Uh, I mean, it was a it was a treat for us, and it, it it'll be a treat for you as well if you haven't listened to that one already. Um, and I would recommend before you listen to that episode, watching the film Next Goal Wins, or listen to that episode and then watch the film Next Goal Wins. Either way around, you're gonna have a great time. What a Sunday afternoon! No, oh, actually, it won't be Sunday because the episode out on Monday. What a Monday evening you're gonna have! An absolute treat. If you want to find out more about Man Mark, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at. Marking underscore man, and don't forget to use that hashtag. Where's the talking, lads? We'll see you next week again for the Friday football show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye.